emotional pain, anguish, distress is stored in fascia. And if you keep it locked up, it will cause hell. It'll wreak havoc on your body. It can ultimately manifest into things as bad as cancers. And so the emotional aspect of if there's something holding you back emotionally, that you have to deal with it fascially. Welcome to Wise Words and Whiskey. I'm your host, Wiley McGraw. Join me with other great guests as we sip good whiskey and talk about all things high performance. So kick back, pour yourself a nice dram and settle in for some low key conversations on high performance living. Let's jump in. For those of you that are hanging out with us, if you do not know him already, I want you to meet Mr. Todd Durkin. Todd is a internationally recognized and award-winning speed strength and conditioning coach and the founder of Fitness Quest 10 in San Diego, California. It's an elite training facility that offers an unbelievable array of holistic programs for health and fitness from body work, massage, chiropractic, training, strength and conditioning. Men's Health has named this gym America, one of America's top 10 gyms for the last five years. Todd is also a member of the Under Armour training team. As you can see, we're both wearing our Under Armour right now, brother. Absolutely. Uh, it's amazing. He has also worked with and still works with elite level professional athletes across the board from NFL MVPs, Super Bowl champions and MVPs, Olympic gold medalists, Heisman Trophy winners, MMA fighters, MLB players, et cetera, you name it. This man takes care of them and makes them as high performance as possible. Besides that, he's also a devoted husband and father of three and has published three best-selling books, Get Your Mind Right, which is fantastic, The Wow Book, and my personal favorite, The Impact Body Plan. Todd, there is just way too much to stuff in this introduction here right now. So what I'm going to do for the audience is later on in the show, I'll, I'll talk about your website and your social media, but then I'll also provide those links in the show notes specifically for them. But that is not why I brought Todd here on the show today. I brought Todd here today because I want him to share with us this unbelievable mindset story around this extensive vomiting that he went through during a holistic bodywork program called Zen Body Therapy during his recovery after a career-ending football injury and how that moment revolutionized his passion and his purpose for a successful career changing the lives of others for the last 25 years. But before we get into that, Todd, like I shared with you a moment ago, let's crack open this Kilbrin Irish whiskey that we are now going to share together pour ourselves a little bit of a, a dram so that we can enjoy this in a moment. If you're hanging out with us and not driving a car or maybe working out, maybe operating heavy machinery, why don't you kick back, relax, pour yourself something that you prefer. Hopefully it's whiskey because I prefer, obviously this is all about wise words and whiskey. And let's, uh, let's toast first and foremost to the fact that we're here together to pull out some wise words for people's growth. Todd, appreciate it, brother. As we say in Gaelic, slancha. Wiley, thank you. Cheers. You're welcome. <laughs> I know. wake you up <laughs> you know what you know what's fantastic is that'll you introduce not, you absolutely you know what and i appreciate you rolling with me on that today i mean because i know you're not a big drinker at all i'm not for all intents and purposes i just have this love and this passion for the high performance standards of whiskey making uh, and i felt like you know what i specifically chose this one for you hmm. as an ode to your your last name durkin hmm. durkin is a gaelic surname 
from a medieval tribe in, in the county Mayo in Ireland. And when I went and started looking around different places uh, for whiskeys, I thought, mm -hmm. what would be appropriate for Todd and I? This Kilburn right here is a very smooth Oloroso cask finish, which means it imparts like these very subtle fruits. It's got this lingering soft finish to it. I absolutely love it. What do you think about it yourself? Well, no, knowing that there's some history behind it now makes it even better. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I haven't yeah. had whiskey in a long time. Let me tell you what, knowing that there's some heritage behind it and knowing that story, Wiley, uh, makes that even smoother tasting, brother. So thank you very right much. Right on. And just huh. with that said, I want to make sure the audience that's hanging out with us too to, to know that because of my love for this and and to celebrate this podcast, I'm going to be doing a whiskey giveaway with a heavy mm. uh, bottom rocks glass set every month for the next year. So I'll make sure that I provide everybody the uh, the link on how to jump into that giveaway later on in the conversation. So stay tuned so you don't miss those details. But Todd, mm. brother, I, that's why I picked this for you before we wow. jump into this conversation because – Number one, it was an ode to your last name, being Irish. I felt, you know, how fitting. It's a smooth whiskey because I know you're not a drinker. And I, it's very uh, uh, warm and lingering, but it's got that nice fruitiness. It's got a nice, subtle, like uh, almost um, sweet, oaky, like back to it. Did you notice those flavors I, in your I, mouth I, as well? I, I did notice that. Again, nice. I, don't, I don't have a, a good palate to taste that. Right. But man, That's let me tell you what, I did, I did sense that, Wiley. So, oh. Well, that's man. the thing is, before we, you know, we continue here, you and I have known each other quite a while, I think six years now, and we've run in the same mm. circles. We know mm. a lot of similar people. Uh, and, and one of the things that drew me to you, I found your book, hmm. The Impact Body Plan, which was one of the books I mentioned a moment ago when I introduced you to the audience. Um, as number, personally, one of my favorite work, probably the best workout program I've ever taken, but it's not the workout program that stood out to me. I read that book cover to cover. Hmm. And what really st stood out to me was this experience, this life-altering experience you had, how you talked about it from your sports days playing football overseas, and what you chose to go after from a holistic standpoint to recover from that, to me, inspired me because I've always been uh, tuned into alternative medicine and holistic yeah. health for optimization. I mean, when I was an athlete myself as a star pitcher, my dad had me trained by the California Angels pitching staff. We had chiropractors and body workers and people all around to make sure in literally I was always performing at the top of my game. So when I saw you talking about that, I felt like that was an important piece to really delve into because there's so much power in that when it comes to your recovery that then turned around and was utilized as a, or an energy source to drive you and, and ignite this, this fire that you have inside. If you mm -hmm. haven't noticed Todd's emphatic energy and, and, and it's like very uh, addictive to be around, um, there's something in that. And I thought that was really huge, which is why, again, I chose mm. for us to dive in here around that experience. Again, vomiting, you vomited severely during this Zen body work. I think it was Dub Lay was his name that, that you met. Good. Wow. And Good it memory. was I think after session four, yeah. how fast you started to detox, but it wasn't even the vomiting. It was the vomiting during that body work that revolutionized your focus, your mm. purpose, your passion. When you realize that, that that moment of your life was over, it meant it's time for you to change. I want to dive in here, brother. I want to know what it was about that mindset shift when you were vomiting, when you were going through that heavy detox that truly pushed you to get to where you are today and how you help others. Yeah, Wiley, thank you. Um, You're man, welcome. I, I, uh, <laughs> I'll step back for a second to, to explain why the heck I was vomiting and why I was getting body work in the first sure, place. Sure, of course. Um, just my dream always was to play – uh, in the NFL, I was a quarterback growing up, uh, went to college on a scholarship as a quarterback, I went overseas when I was done in college and played in the World Football League. And I suffered a, a very serious back injury over there, three herniated discs, 
spinal yeah. stenosis, degenerative back disease, and my football career was over. I was 25 years old, and I'm sitting there in France thinking, man, like, that was my dream from 5 to 25 was to be a, a, a an NFL quarterback, and I knew right. that was over. And my back now was so jacked up that I couldn't even fly home from Europe to the U.S. because I couldn't sit upright, and I was having a... a a nurse come to my condo twice a day to shoot me up with painkillers. And I was on Vicodin and about six weeks after the injury, I was able to fly home. I'm back in um, New Jersey where I grew up. My sister has a day spa. I came in contact with a man named Michael King, Michael King, Michael, who I did not know at the time. Um, his wife was getting body work and massage at my sister's day spa. She said, my husband's got a bad back. You think you can help him? I said, Oh, I think I can help him because I just got a you know back injury and I've been studying the back and I already had my degree in kinesiology. I'd already had my massage therapy background. I had already been you know got my uh, personal training certificate, so I had a decent background. So when she tells me the address, one Howe Street, I'm like, wait, that's that big mansion on the beach. That's that everyone knows like that that place. It was Michael King's place. Michael King produced Oprah Winfrey. Right. So he you know so I. I became Michael's body worker and massage therapist and, and personal trainer because I was helping his back. Well, Wiley, really what was going on was I was on my own journey of healing my back pain and I was starting to put out energy, I guess. So I was attracting people who had back pain and I was sharing my story. But right. truth be told is I was still using Vicodin and I still needed my meds. So Michael moves back from Jersey, got a summer home to, L to LA. They're in Malibu says, Todd, you need to come out to Malibu with me. It's where if you want to get in the health and fitness world, you need to be out in, on the West Coast. I'm like, nah, bunch of Fruit Loops out there, Michael. I'm staying in Jersey. <laughs> well, oh, you're not three off. weeks later, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Malibu, living in, in Sting's Beach House. Right. Um, and uh, through my own due diligence, I found that there was this body worker named Dub Lee coming to L.A. to do Zen body therapy and to teach massage therapists and body workers, this series of 10 sessions that combined Rolfing, Feldenkrais, and energy work. And I was intrigued because even though I come from a traditional strength and conditioning training background, I had my Science massage therapy kind of thing, Yeah, yeah I had that had combination, but I was still in pain and I, I couldn't go out and throw a football or, you know, my career was done, but I couldn't train the way I wanted to. I knew that I needed some help. They told me I needed surgery, but I was like, I, I've got to do everything I can to avoid surgery if possible. So when I heard that Double E was coming, I signed up for his course, and they bring you through the 10 sessions. Rolfing in this thing called Zen Bytherapy is done in a series of 10 sessions, and it was in session four, the fast forward uh, session four, he's working on my psoas. I'm like, psoas? Like, I've never studied the psoas. I'm like, the psoas is the only thing I get after a, a deep, you know, hard squat workout and a and a good leg workout is a psoas. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. so he's like, no, 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 psoas, spelled P-S-O-A-S. That's the yeah. psoas, and that's the biggest hip flexor. It's the only muscle in the body that crosses the hip joint. And he starts working on my psoas and my hip rotators. And Wiley, yeah. as he's doing that, I remember this like it was yesterday. I remember feeling intense anxiety. Like, yeah, I wanted sense. to get off the table and punch him in the face. I was angry. And, dang, I'm getting, I'm getting emotional thinking about it because I remember 
having this recollection of being back on a football field in Aix-en-Provence, France, with two linebackers taking their helmet and sandwiching my back and ending my career, and all of those, the convolution of emotions I felt, and all of a sudden, he's like, Double E is coughing. He's like, <coughs> I'm like, are you sick? He's like, no, you are toxic as hell. I'm like, yeah, yeah. what? What do you mean I'm toxic? He's like, well, you told me you've been taking Vicodin and painkillers and anti-inflammatories and everything else. I'm like, yeah, but how does he know this? So all of a sudden, that day became this Pandora's box to a whole new world of healing. Because what happened was I started feeling nauseous during it. I drove back to San Diego where I was in grad school. And on the way home, I pulled over and started puking out my door. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I call him up four days later. I'm like, Dub, I can't come up next week and, and, uh, and see you for the next session. I'm sick as hell. He's like, you ain't sick. You're detoxing. Mm. I'm like, detoxing? He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, all that stuff, that poison that's been in your body for six months, he goes, you're detoxing it out. Get your tail back up here. Now, he didn't say that because he was a gruff old man. He I'm said, sure. get back up here, <laughs> and you're going through session five and six with me. And let yeah. me tell you what. I felt like I was stripped to the bone in a way that was so unique but healing because after session six, of I had two weeks of puking. Like, literally, I'd puke. I'd go to grad school. I'd puke. I would be fine. It was like all of a sudden I had to puke. And it wasn't like I was like, had the flu. It was, I was sick. I was detoxing. Detoxing, detoxing, yeah. Yep. So after session six, uh, and then uh, I'll open it up. After session six, I I literally remember this. I get off the table and Wiley, I felt so good. I start bouncing around and I start skipping. I'm like, dang, Dub, I think, I think I can play again. Doubly takes his backhand and slaps me across the freaking face. Yeah, I bet. He goes, looks at me dead in the eye and says, no, Dodo Bird, now is your time to give up that dream and start a new one and start to spread this work all over the place because you can impact far more people who are in pain than you can as an NFL quarterback. Mm. And I was like, whoa. Wow, okay. Whoa. Okay. That was the beginning. That was the beginning. Yeah. And you know what? It fantastic and I, that's I took so much from reading it myself. And you saying it out loud for people that are listening is fantastic because it showcased a very significant mindset shift you actually needed. And it's almost like that it's, cool. people are crazy when they think they hear these things when when we say them, but sometimes those things are faded. You got injured because you were more meant to do what you're doing now. But when you're laying on that field, looking at the sky, looking at those three puffy white clouds passing by and wondering, why can't I feel my legs? Is mm. this the end of my dream? Really, what at the end of the day, what was going on in that moment, though, before you even started this recovery? Because there was something that actually inside you that it, 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 it started to shift, which is why you started yep. to manifest those, those connections first and foremost. It's not like you just traveled across country and walked up to someone you know, in Hollywood and say, hey, I want to know you. Help me out. Let me stay in your house. 
you yeah. started attracting that because on that field in that moment, what were the emotions and the mindset you had as you knew you were injured, this was going to end, and you started that process, even the Vicodin recovery? Well, I think it was fear. Not Looking back, it was fear, but it was really trying to hold on to a dream that was over, but it was yeah. the fear of, I don't know, what next? I, I don't know what's next. You tied I, your identity to football. Right, 100%. Yeah. That's what everyone knew me. What are they going to think? Like, I don't know. And I just started building in these, you know, and there's nothing wrong with this, but I started saying, like, am I just going to teach and coach? Nothing wrong with that. It would have been a good path. But I just, right, there's nothing wrong with that. But I started in my own mind thinking, I've always identified as an athlete and as a quarterback, and that's how a lot of people knew me. And to give up that dream, not knowing what the next dream was, um, scary. I think very scary, yeah. very, very yeah. like, okay, I really got to dig in here because of the unknown, not a comfortable place to be. And no. uh, it took a while. That's, you know, it's fantastic. I knew you were going to say that. And I felt it coming because <laughs> the unknown and that's in your story, the unknown hit you in the face. Now mm. you got hit in the back by helmets, but the unknowns hit you in the face. And this is the biggest part even with some of the public figures I've worked with in the past, the, the, the athletes I've worked with, you yourself understand this intimately well, is the fear of the unknown is the biggest block for human progress. Mm. We want to control what things are going to look like when it comes to our own personal transformation and change. We want to know how it's going to sound, how it's going to look, what it means, what are the steps. The biggest transformations happen when you lean into the fear of the unknown and actually just mm. allow yourself to be open to solutions that will present themselves to you, whether or not you believe in them in that moment or they are something you've studied or not. And that's why I poked at that mindset because, and we'll keep going, Todd, is you still as a science-minded person from the East Coast had this like really great get after it. You still were open and you leaned into that holistic side of healing. You, even though you started with Dub, it just it felt right for you. So there's a part of you that woke up can you can you talk more about that that party that woke up during that process and what made you realize I need to implement and integrate all of these elements if I want to be this this ultimate support for other people that are in pain? Yeah, and truth be told, Wiley, when I was going through this process, I certainly did not know what was next, and sure. I didn't know for years because I was doing it for selfish reasons to try to avoid surgery. I just wanted out of pain. And when Dub helped me get out of pain and off of Vicodin, uh, what happened was I was always pretty good at tuning into my gut and listening to my intuition. Because even when I was in L.A., I knew like I was not supposed to be in L.A. forever. I knew that my North Star and purpose wasn't there, but I loved the work that I was doing. I loved how I was helping people. And as I was trying to figure that out at you know, 26, 27 years old at the time, I realized that Hey, in some way, I would love to be able to use my hands to help people. And the knowledge of a lot of the work that I've learned in the Western world with a lot of the work that I've learned in the Eastern world of healing with breath work and meditation and, and body work and massage and yoga and all the things I was trying to implement into my, into my, my own being, even though that did not it was not what comes natural to me even now. I'm, I'm think more with the, with the left brain and I'm a science by, by trade. I know I need more breath work and meditation. So I started to assimilate the two together and that ultimately led me to 
opening up the gym back in the year 2000. Which is fantastic. I mean, it's it's a phenomenal gym, a great environment because the energy that you put into that place. That's the other thing is we don't realize we give off this energetic nature of who we are to people. So if our being is full of toxicity and dysfunction, we're going to attract into our lives those experiences mm-hmm. that are not favorable to what it is that we say consciously or in our mind that we want. So it's easy to, to get lost in, you know, you follow Todd or someone else who's just talking about, hey, you got to do mindset work. But if you don't holistically look at optimizing who you are internally from the inside out, which is the nature of even my work is a holistic inside out approach, yep. getting to the core of where things are occupying space energetically, emotionally, you're never going to know what you're fully capable of and you're going to limit your performance. And what's beautiful, and you just touched on it, is you you just realize my intuition is guiding me the right way. So if I listen more into that space, I'm never going to let go of this scientific mind that I've got. I'm never going to let go of what I've studied in the Western world. But real healing comes from surrendering this black and yeah. white way in which we approach fitness and health and leaning into those unknowns of that more holistic world, which is what they ignited this passion you have and you live it literally every freaking day. And I, it, it's unbelievable how you even have the energy that you have still to well, this day. Well, just to step back, because yeah. before that passion was there, I remember being in grad school. I left LA to come to San Diego to, to, to go to grad school. I remember having five jobs and thinking, what the hell am I doing? Wow. Seven days a week I'm working. I'm trying to figure it out. You know, I went from making good money as, a, as Michael King's trainer, body worker, and you know that, to being a poor grad student teaching at a, a community college, trying to get ATC hours as an athletic trainer, doing massage therapy and training. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying everything to see what, what works. And I was looking back, I was figuring out what I didn't want to do. I did not want to be an ATC, you know, taping ankles and doing the rehab in, the, in that setting. Um, I love the teaching in the college. I really enjoyed that. But ultimately what I ended up doing was opening that business, Fitness Quest 10, and interesting enough, it was under the auspices of combining training along with body work and massage therapy. And who did I attract in the beginning? People who were in back pain. Right. I never set out to work with people in back pain, but all of a sudden people are coming through the door. Hey, I've got a bad back or I got a bad knee or my first pro athlete I ever worked with came in because he had a bad back. He opened the door to working with the San Diego Chargers at the time and right. everyone else. Right. So. Little did I know going through this whole thing that it would open up, well, it would open up my future, man. It would open up the next 25 years of my life until, you know, until where I'm at now, which is the next step. The next step, exactly, which is, you know, again, what your podcast you just launched, dude, the Impact Show with Todd Durkin. Uh, Please tune into that. That's another good one if you want to hear more motivational stories and other great guests that Todd has. But you, you know what's interesting, Todd? Um, I'm going to kind of circle into these little elements. It it seems like life continue to smack you across the face like dub (laughs) in those moments to really push you and shift your focus towards, you know, really stepping into that fear, leaning into the unknowns. Because I know you opened up Fitness Quest 10 with no money, no idea what was going to happen. You just did it and didn't give a shit about how it was going to look, what was going to happen, which I think is a big reason why you started to attract those people that had those similar problems. And then it opened the door to those athletes that now have blossomed into 
you know, being one of the t- top training advisors in Under Armour, which is a fantastic brand. You're doing, I mean, you're an award-winning, internationally recognized speed, strength, and conditioning coach, a personal trainer, a body worker, motivational speaker. I mean, you're, I think you even got, took a job as general manager for a San Diego football team recently. For, I mean, it's, I did that last year for one year. That was it. One year? Okay. I didn't <laughs> that was it. I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> I didn't keep up with that. I saw you no, did good. that. Yeah, yeah. But, but anyway, the point is um, – you needed to continue to, to face those fears and those unknowns. You needed to get slapped in the face a couple of times to really wake up and get your mind right mm. and realize that the only way you're going to know what you're capable of is if you're pushed into the spaces that you have no control over. And that's an, another piece of it, too, is I'm constantly taking away control from the clients that I even work with where I started working with combat veterans 14 years ago dealing with PTSD, SEALs, Rangers, special ops guys. And eventually it was just because as a combat vet who healed and battled my own demons, I attracted them because they wanted nothing to do with the surgeries and the medications. Mm. And mm. what ended up happening is I had a, a force recon guy work for JSOC said, Hey, my buddy's a pro ball player. He wants to know what the hell I'm doing, how my life is changing so fast. Will you sit down and talk to him? And then that unfolded into my career. So I understand I had no idea what either, what was going to happen in my company. I had no idea what I was going to build. I just knew I had a gift. I can see the truth. I can erupt people's blind spots and their stress. I can battle their demons with them. Let's build something. And that's the same thing you did. So I want you to continue. Like, what else did you discover in that transitional moment with Dub besides getting slapped in the face that really has stuck with you to this day that you still impart when it comes to the work you do with not only your athletes, but everybody in general that you work with? I think one of the important things I learned at an early age that didn't really come in vogue until recently is I studied fascia intensely. Mm. Fascia mm-hmm. the connective tissue envelops every tendon, muscle, organ, nerve of the body. I started studying this, not just from a physical standpoint, but from an emotional standpoint and how emotional pain, anguish, distress right. is stored in fascia. And if you keep it locked up, it will cause hell. It'll wreak havoc on your body. It can ultimately manifest into things as bad as cancers. And right. so the emotional aspect of if there's something holding you back emotionally, that you have to deal with it fascially. So why do I say that? Because when I was doing that work for a decade, I'd be working and people give, bringing people through the 10 sessions is people would have emotional releases. They don't even know why. It would just start right. crying and releasing. And I was taught through my training is this is a good thing and to help breathe, bring people through this, this work. Um, I share that with you. Like how did that experience with Dub help me? I think the word is empathy. Um, uh. Even though strength and conditioning, like working with the highest level athletes in the world, I've always had an empathetic heart to who they are as men or women. And and I learned that as a body worker and in doing all the soft tissue work that even though I don't do the hands-on work these days like I was back then, is that um, empathy always wins. And... Can never be empathetic enough and soft mm. tissue is really important to address not just from a physical standpoint because recovery's mm-hmm. gotten so popular and in vogue nowadays but right. more from an emotional release standpoint and dealing with fascia and the emotions that get stored in fashion all the way yeah. back to Do- dr john sarno who wrote books on this years ago if you know before our time um it's it was that's an important the thing lesson. Is, yeah the fascia it's a an analogy I think I'll pull with it is the fascia shows us that everything is connected. Yep. Empathy right. is a part of the human experience. Mm. We just 
often from our negative life experiences, our injuries, when our dreams are killed, yeah. it disconnects us from that, but it doesn't detach us from it. Yep. We can consciously move our focus away from that, but it never goes anywhere. Even mm. the craziest of people outside of psychopaths still have empathy. There's a reason why they're emotional. There's a reason why they, they, they have these impulses. So going back to that fascia health, you realize it's not just connective tissue on a physical level or matter level. There is something going on throughout this, the nature of being a human that we need to really connect to intuitively and we need to feel into. We need to allow ourselves to see it because it does affect people's ability to live freely, to perform at the top of their game, to access their potential, to get their mind right, to be really clear-headed when they're doing the things they say they want to do. And I think that's fantastic because those are wise words right there, Todd, is you have to be willing to open yourself up to see that everything is connected. In our culture, in America especially, we are hyper-compartmentalized into this. We disconnect from everything else, and we think as long as we work on our mindset, all will fall into place. But then you look in the news, you look in the media, you see celebrities suffering, you see all these different people of influence and power who are affecting things in a very negative way. It's because they have not, that fascia of who they are has not been worked. They have not been yeah. able to release that energy of emotional damage and trauma and stress and pain and everything they've carried their entire lives, and they've tried to suck it up, hoping it doesn't kill them. It's like swallowing poison on a daily basis. And you're going, hey, look, my focus in my gym and what I do is every day to make sure I show up as a human, understanding the, the nature of what's going on with my clients. And that's what's going to allow me to get the best out of them and for them. Yeah, no, you're, you're right on with that, Wiley. And the other thing I would say is what I've learned, especially in the last few years, is we are so much in our heads and not as much in our hearts, but so much in our heads. Like most people yep. listening in right now, we try to figure out the solutions to all of our problems. We all have problems. We all have stuff going on, right? So we try to figure it out. We try to figure it out. We can't figure it out. It frustrates us. And whether and whether it gets you angry, frustrated, anxious, depressed, is it all ultimately compounds into the body and the body keeps score. I was recently reading a book and it talked about how do you become more fluid? How do you slow down life more to become mm. more fluid where you mm. can just flow versus being so cerebral to try right. to figure out What's the next step? What right. should I do next? And this is, I, I, I'm, I'm speaking to myself here, Wiley, right? Okay. Uh, like, like <laughs> yeah. what's that next step so yeah. I can really tap into my full potential so that what's the next, next iteration of me that can best serve the world? So I was reading that thinking, man, fluidity. How do you just become more fluid? In massage school, we used to do more Tai Chi and, and there it things is. that yeah. allow you to, to yep. flow. Yeah. And I know that I've gotten away from that. And I'm like, man, to get too stiff, your soft tissue and fascia hardens, and then you become more constricted. Right. So, again, this is something that I'm working on this day. And I, I don't want to say I'm an expert at it, but I sure know a lot of you stuff about it. Right? Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, for 30, <laughs> 35 years, uh, yeah. I've been inti intimately entwined with it, not only personally, but also in the coaching, the clients and athletes who I work with from a physical, yeah. mental, emotional standpoint. Right. And you know what? First, there's so many things I could even throw at, at that, what you just said. Number one, you're right. Fluidity is missing, especially in this culture. We Again, wherever the mind goes, the body will follow. At the end of the day, it's like in the military, you know, our minds – are powerful, but our bodies will go far beyond if we allow our minds to be worked through, but we have to keep those two connected. We have to stay in our heart while we're utilizing True. our mind. You're right. People are so wrapped up in what's next and they get lost in the compartmentalized 
process of movement rather than getting into the nuanced gray area of movement and enjoying it. So I practice, true. you know, an ancient form of Tai Chi Chuan is what it's called, Kung Fu, uh, Xing Yi, all these different elements of old school Chinese martial arts because it's all about integration from the inside mm. out. It's all about integrating into the, the bones, the blood, the nervous system, mm. the, the mind, the emotions, and then the physical body. The body will always share with you last on what has been going on for years from an energetic place, um, an emotional place, Preach. a mental place. And, and you know, I hear people all the time, and you do too, my back hurts. Well, you probably have had a, a misaligned spine for the last 10 years, but your body's finally not having enough and saying, I need to get it fixed. Why do we not allow ourselves to realize if we become more fluid and trust in the fluidity of life, we actually will not miss out on so much. Mm. And there's a saying I think you'll appreciate. You probably heard it too, Todd. Um, and I don't remember exactly who said it. And I might my, my botch this. Hell, who knows? Um, but at the end of the day, uh, it was the, if there is not a problem to be solved, if, uh, if, you, if you can't find the answer to a problem, it's not a problem to be solved, but a truth to be accepted. That's mm -hmm. what it is. Mm -hmm. We're so caught up in the idea that every problem we face has to be solved. <laughs> That's so true. And we kill ourselves trying to get to that solution. <laughs> and we miss out on the fact that maybe it's just a truth we need to accept. And we right. need to manage our strengths. Right, right, build on our strengths and then deal with our weaknesses accordingly. And then we get that's uh, anyway, you said that yeah. and I was just going, yes, I completely understand what you're talking about here. So true. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Wow. I mean, I want to keep going on that part because um, you bring this new holistic approach to professional sports to people's lives. I mean, you work with more than athletes. You're working with everyday people, business owners, moms, dads. Um, are you, what is the f one common theme that you are absolutely noticing with everybody that you have supported in your entire career mm. from a human, a human element that is? You know, I guess here's where I'm finding the, the commonality amongst many people right now. And it, it could be summarized by the word burnout, but I'll say yeah, it's sure. about energy. It's all about energy. And how do we manifest more energy, better energy, more sustainable energy. Um, because this is what I'm after. I've always been known as an, quote, energy guy. People always think, are you always like that? The answer is no, uh, I'm not. But in working the the yin and the yang, and when you got to be loud yep. and, and yep. that, I just came off of a big workshop uh, back on the East Coast where the energy output was, it was as high as it's been in four years. So... Yesterday, I was exhausted, like because of the opposite side. So I had to really honor that. Um, I'd say the honor that energy is what makes all of us unique. And when people are shot energetically, including all the way down to adrenal fatigue and what comes with that from a from a hormonal standpoint, the things I study and and work with my naturopathic doctors on and is how do I how do I really optimize my own human performance because I want energy that is going to be completely focused right now with you, Wiley McGraw, on this podcast, changing someone's life who's listening and saying, TD, that's me, man. That's yeah. me. You're speaking to yeah. me. Because guess what? In so many ways, that's me. It's every day. Get your mind right. It's I'm speaking to myself. Is I got to win today. I've got to do what's necessary today, all the way from the sleep, when it's not good, to nutritionally, to physically, to mentally, to emotionally, to spiritually, all of the things that are going to allow that energy to be my best self. So I think the commonality here is I'm finding is 
when, when someone, I'm going to, you know, do a keynote for a company, they're like, hey, can you touch on the energy thing? Because like, we just can't get the most out of our people anymore. Oh. I'm like, because they're <laughs> shot. They're yeah. burnt out. They're yeah. tired. And like the rest yeah. of the world, like everyone is struggling in a certain capacity. So how do we restore energy? How can we... We go from, I joke around my wife, sometimes you feel like the water is right up to your nose and you got to, it goes below, you got to, you got to kick a little bit higher and it goes down you, you're back and forth. I'm like, how do we do it so that we can allow ourselves and permit ourselves to do less, to do less. And accomplish more. To accomplish See, It's amazing. More. Yeah, there it is. But that's it the is. hardest thing to hardest do. Part. And I'm as guilty as any. So got to slow down, slow down. You don't have Get to talk at the world in a day, but- it's the truth. Like I was journaling this morning. Do less. Do less. Do less. Because <laughs> your mind is moving and you're constantly in a state of performance. You got it. Yep. So these are the things I share with my clients and athletes myself. But I'm speaking and preaching myself the same way as, hey, if you really want to optimize your reach and performance, you've got to practice. Now, I'm not going to say it. I've got to try to... I've got to try to be it as well. Right, right. The knowledge without application is nothing. It's not yeah. the way to live. I mean, you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you don't put it into practice That's and right. act on that on a daily basis, build upon it, facing the failures that come along with the growth of that practice, then you're, you're really going to be in this never-ending cycle. of. And then you stuff, like go back to what you said earlier, you stuff in the anger and frustration because of that. And then it becomes hardened inside you. And now you're a pessimistic, cynical person who lives life looking at everything as, you know, it. It failed for me, so it's not good. That's you know? right, and that's yeah. the one thing I don't like. I, I, I am not wired that way. I don't want to be that way. The cynical and the, the the anxious and the depressed, all those things that are real, like you feel those emotions, they, they can be there. But I, you got to fight like hell to not live in that state, to be in right. that state. I, I remember back after my back injury back in the day, I wrote this wheel. It was pain at the top, right? It was pain at the top. And it was um, anger at the bottom. And it's how, it's how pain can create anger and anger create pain. How do you break the loop of yep. that pain, frustration, anger cycle? Because you can get used to it real quick. You can get used to it real quick. Next thing you know, guess what happens? You start becoming your back. That yes. happened during a pandemic for me, Wiley. Oh, and I had, a, I had a big flare up. But I didn't tell people because I didn't want to be like, how's your back? How's your back? How's your back? How's your back? I'm not my back. I'm a soulful, spiritual being that I want to make sure that I'm my essence, I'm my yeah. soul, I'm my spirit. My body will die someday. My spirit yeah. will live on. Sure. So Absolutely. it's an interesting, I, deep, deep thought. No, that's good. And, and, and it goes back to burnout. There's a couple of things I'm going to throw at you. Um, you know, I even wrote a blog on, on rigidity. Uh, talking about mm. Bruce Lee's principles and philosophies of flow. We were talking about earlier fluidity and how there is a um, unfortunate personality. I won't even call it a flaw. I'll just call it a characteristic that needs to be reworked that causes people to burn out when they shouldn't be burning out. Mm. Um, people are approaching their work lives. They're approaching their relationships from an asymmetrical place of stress. They are not understanding the need. There needs to be balance brought into their lives. And the only way to do that is by facing the pain and the stress that they're dealing with rather than trying to right Vicodin whiskey. I mean, for goodness sakes, people are using all these tools to suppress rather than face. And that's a yeah. big 
pr uh, principle and philosophy even in my work is getting these people, these powerful people to face their own truth, facing mm. what plagues them that they've stuffed around down inside for so long. Now it's just leaking out, oozing out into, into public. Will Smith mm. slapping Chris Rock. I mean, we've got all these people who are just oozing out all of their stress that they're, they've never really worked through and they don't have the right resources that get into those nuanced areas and work it out of them, whatever that might look like. So that's a big part of it. The other thing is people are burned out because they're trying to, they're putting that proverbial 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. That's that one where we're trying to get it all done and solve problems. And they're chasing the idea of success rather than living from it. Mm. That's a big mm. one. Mm. If they don't, mm. they, they don't know how to define success for themselves. They see someone else like Todd, they go, I want that too. Well, that's not, you're not Todd. You're not me. You're not John. You're not Steve. You are you. And until you get, like you said, in your essence and knowing who you are and defining success from a place of the smallest wins to the biggest wins, you're going to feel burned out. You're going to feel like you're treading water here. Mm. And in the military, I understand intimately what that is. We've got combat water school before ranger school. We had to learn how to utilize ourselves from a place of not fighting or panicking when we feel yeah. like we're drowning, but surrendering and letting our yeah. body go and utilizing our tools and our breath so that mm. we can swim longer with the gear on. We can make it further. Mm. We can actually accomplish the mission and actually complete what it is we're there to do. When people, I saw guys in the pools that we were training in, they were falling under the water and panicking and losing their minds because they weren't letting go. They were yeah. just too rigid. Yeah. No, yeah. That's, that's so good. And I love what you said about success because in today's day, it's so easy to look around, look at social media, look at, you know, I've got three kids. You, you're always yeah. on the phones. You, know, you look at social media and it's so easy to, to look outward and see what everyone else is doing. Uh, uh, just, just as a prereq, you don't want to be me. I, <laughs> I, you, you don't. You don't even know what, what, what I'm battling. You don't want to be someone else because I said earlier on, everyone's struggling in some way. Everyone's got stuff you got to deal with. I realized during the pandemic this, that success is it, it's one of the most dangerous things that anyone could have is success. Success is dangerous. It can make you complacent. It can make you. It can make you fat. It can make you just chill out. Like you always have to have the north star that you're chasing, and that north star can't yeah. be success. Yeah, it that can't be, Yeah, it can't I want to that. say that to you, Todd, and I think that's great because I want to add to that. Yes, the north star is important because there's nothing wrong. Again, I I, I challenge it because success is for me waking up in the morning in a home, eating good food. There getting you go. to go outside and hike with my dog, enjoying the fact that there I get to on a podcast with you. I get to go out and do this amazing Amen. work in this world. Uh, I, it, I see every little Amen. moment like this as a success. I don't overwhelm from that place. You can have peace as a set point with success. You can define it and experience it without it being dangerous. If you're willing to connect to the North Star, a purpose, surrendering into the unknowns and facing the stresses you deal with rather than trying to override them. That is where I want so people good. that are listening to shift their mindset of going, well, I don't want to be successful if it's going to be dangerous. Todd is just saying it is dangerous if you don't have a connection to what the hell you're doing because right. money and notoriety simply because you've got a YouTube page doesn't mean you're successful and it's not freedom if you don't yep. feel good with what you're creating. You just said it. What's yep. everyone searching for now? What do all of us guys and gals want? We want more peace. We yep. want more fulfillment, internal joy, like happiness on the inside yeah. whereas it might not be what it was pre-pandemic or or not as far as what you had with your career or what 
how do you find that peace and that happiness and fulfillment so that you enjoy the simple things in life versus, oh, I'm not at a certain level of, of money or this or that. It's that that deep, I call it divine purpose. Right. You can stay right. on there. And you mentioned, I find success. You said, you know, walking the dog and, and, and being on a podcast. That's that's the right places to seek, right? To say, okay, that's where I find my peace versus Oh, I'm not making as much money as I was a year ago or whatever it is, building all this BS with yourself. And I, next thing you, you know, know yeah. you're searching. Yep. I, I've worked with, I mean, I've clients that with nine <clears throat> figure bank accounts. I'm, yeah. And it's like the most miserable people you'll, I mean, behind the curtain, you know, on Fox News, they look great, you know, in public on the red carpet. They, they, everybody's like, wow, look at the glamorous and the, the amazing life. They smile, they feel good, they look good on the surface. But when you pull the curtain back from a lot of people, the money has not done anything other than amplify the pain they're still in. It has amplified yeah. the stress they still feel. They have never had anybody actually get them to connect it to. I was on a podcast that the guy said, well, oh, I get peak performances. And I said, what's that? And he said, you make a ton of money, and then you can turn around and buy your way out of pain. And mm. I thought, wow, that's an interesting mindset that you think you're going to make this much money and then be able to buy yourself out of the pain you're in is a yeah. fallacy. Yeah. It's an absolute fallacy. So. Yeah. Yep. So Wiley, if you don't mind, I'll share a little bit more with something that happened about a year and a half ago with my back. Please do. That actually was the impetus to, well, I'll just say this. It'll take this conversation to a deeper level. Great. And you can take it where it wants. So just retract for a while. In, in the state of California, Jim shut down in 2020. Right. And here I was, Superman, superhero, put the cape <laughs> on. Not only save my gym, I'm going on a mission to save every gym in America. That was me. Okay. So I went on live 91 straight days every day saying to, the, to my industry, trainers, folks who own brick and mortar, get on my back. Get on my back. We got this. Let's go. Keep fighting. Dragging equipment back and forth, everything else. And I would literally get on live for 30 to 60 minutes every day, seven days a week, not five, seven days a week. Get on my back. Guess what happened? It broke. Broke. Broke, bro. Like when I say broke, yep. 25 years ago, what got me into the industry broke. And I went down 2021 broken, Wiley, broken. Like, wow. I was training athletes. They would never know. Although I wasn't pop, well, I, I, I wasn't popping Vicodin like I was. I had a back brace on and I was on more ibuprofen and everything else, seeing doctors. And they said, you need surgery. I'm like, far, here we go. Here we go again. Here we go again. No, yep. no, this isn't possible. Look where I'm at in my life. I'm, I'm, I'm at the top of my industry. I'm doing great. Yeah. And I finally, after navigating the system, after how many epidural shots and all the traditional ways again and all the non-traditional ways, I did again everything, Wiley, everything. Stem cell, you name it, I did it. Mm. Name it. And wow. So I'm at the back deformity expert who looked at my back and said, did you serve in, in the military? Oh, I'm like, oh, I'm like, Doc. I wish I, I wish I could say yes, but no. He goes, I haven't seen a back like this. You're gonna need a 
you're going to need a really serious back fusion. I'm like, oh, wow. okay. So, so what happened is I went in the car and cried my eyes out. Like, God, why? Why in the middle of the fight would you break my back when I'm telling people to get on my back and save the world? And here I am trying to fight. And, 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 and this, and my wife, who was in the car, she said, Hey, Todd, isn't your mission to impact 10 million people? I said, Yeah. How am I supposed to do that with a broken back? How right. am I supposed to live my mission now with a broken back? And then she said something I'll never forget. She said, Perhaps the people who you think you were going to impact aren't the 10 million people who you're going to impact. Maybe they're broken like you are right now with physical pain and mental mental anguish and yep. stress. And you, you are at the top of the world and here you are. They don't even know how broken you are. And now you got to go down this path. And speaking of turning points and fork in the road moments, the, the same injury that got me into fitness and sports training and everything else here I was just a year and a half ago at another fork in the road moment thinking, man, like, how did I get here? I prayed for more impact and more reach and that. And, and there I was and spent yep. most of 2021, early 2022 in back pain. And fortunately, I'll fast forward. Well, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, go ahead, brother, please. I, 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 yeah, I get it, but you, didn't, you, didn't, you yep. didn't, you didn't know that, but it's it, what my prayer was. All right, I surrender. I don't know. I don't know what you want, God. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? Other than do I share everything with the world? Because here I am broken again. And my back pain, <laughs> for whatever yeah. reason, Wiley, went away. Mm. I know I still have a back issue. I know eventually I'm going to need surgery. Right, right. But, but I, for the last year, have been functioning to a level where I can do my thing. I can do my thing and I, I got to be very careful with it. But I realize that my back is my barometer to stress. My back is my barometer to when I got too much on my plate, when I get too stiff and yep. and that. And I got a 30, 33 degree curvature of my spine and I, my discs are shot. I, it looks like a, a, you know, a grenade went off of my back. But you know, when you're in when you when you're in pain, it can it can overtake your mind, and when you're pain free, you can really think about and pray about and be open to how can I best use the gifts and skills that that God gave me that I have to help people who are in that pain. And fortunately, right now, I'm in a place where I'm able to serve a lot of people. But I know there's going to be a time and day where there's going to be another turning point. Yep, and there I, is. I, yeah. Yeah, and I, you know what's interesting, Todd? And again, I don't even time just goes by so fast. By the way, brother, we're we're, we're almost to a, uh, you know to the end of this thing, man. I could talk to you for for hours and keep keep delving into the the mindset and the wise words here. But but the last thing here, um, mm. you that's what happened. You you just talked about it a moment ago to the audience. You get got really caught up in adding too much to the superhuman nature of of who you are. You thought, yep. you know what? I'm watching people fail and I'm the guy that fixes those things. I'm gonna save so them. my job is I'm going to go save it rather That's than it. realize 
the pandemic itself, people, many people listening probably will argue this, and I don't care. The pandemic was a, another turning point for everyone yep. to slow down, repivot our thinking, our focus, That's our right. policies, where we're going to go in life, mm-hmm. because we don't value these chaotic moments. Americans are very, I would say, uh, entitled to a degree. They're very comfortable in their in their freedoms and things. And when they get something that disrupts it, they panic and they lose their minds. And they don't know, mm. understand that these ad- these adversities that we face are part of the human condition. That's we don't it. have control over how they show up. So what you did, and I want the audience to hear this as some final wise words. And Todd, I want you to add to this before we, we conclude here, but is realizing that you are at the top of your game and you felt like I can now take on more rather than realizing how do I stay as optimal as possible now that I am at the top of my game so that I can sustain this and impact those 10 million people. And that mindset got you to the place, and there's nothing wrong with the fact that you're motivated. It's just, holy crap, the universe said, Todd, you got rigid. You need to surrender and get back to fluidity. You need to get back to your ability to stay focused on your North Star rather than trying to take on and solve every problem that seems on the outside solvable based on your background and your experience. So that's one thing that I just picked up from that. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting because at that time I certainly felt a calling. Yeah. Calling to help okay. people. Same reason I got into the gym business was to help people. And that was like, now is my time to serve and help. And I did. I, I mean, certainly I had a woman in tears the other day saying she listened to every podcast of mine, every, listened to every live. She was on it. I didn't even know her. And she said, Your words got me through it because I had a lot of loss during that time. That filled me up. Now that being said, uh, to your point is, even though I felt called to do that, um, what, yeah. what I learned now is you've got to really make sure at all times, regardless of how much success or, or not that one is experiences, is to be in the moment, to enjoy more of where we're at right now, where our boots are at. How do you enjoy more of where our boots are at? And then continue to pray about you know next steps, knowing we don't have control uh, of, of everything. Like I... Listen, if, if if my back flared up next next week or next month and I had to deal with it, I'm at the point I'm okay with. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to be one with it. I'm going to share my experiences unequivocally, authentically, and someone is going to glean some hope or motivation yeah. or inspiration from yeah. that. And to me, that fills me up. And yep. that's why I got into what I do, and that's why, that's why I... Uh, that's why, why you're at the top of your game and you want to maintain your that's performance it. so that you that's can it. continue to impact other people. And that's there you go. Literally, I just said your words right there. But <laughs> <laughs> the, last, the last thing that I do want to leave people is remember, it may look or feel or sound like a calling. And, and it may be, but it's like, how many people can I heal in the world with my gift and my superpower? I'm, I'm only built to work with two to maybe three people per year because of the intensity and the level of work that I have to invest in. My life is invested into that. But I see other people that every day where I go, people are erupting around me. They're, they're telling me their secrets. They're telling me all their stress. I could fix that. But mm. what is my burden taking that on? Is it going to occupy space when I have a podcast to take care of and other people that I'm, 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 I'm responsible for that I consult with, things that I'm taking care of in my own family, with my wife and it's my dog, et cetera? Where is it that I'm going to have the biggest impact? And that is, like you said, and I'm going to leave this with you as well, is the fact that I need to focus on what I'm built to do. Go impact those few people per year that I can because they have, they have the influence impact on millions of people and trust mm. the ripple effect from there and not overwhelm myself. Because I notice as an athlete myself, as a former military combat veteran, 
I tend to sometimes want to problem solve when every problem presents itself around me. And I got to stop and realize that's not my responsibility right here. I've got to trust someone else will take care of that for me. Mm. Someone else will pick up that weight. I'm carrying enough and I need to just stay focused on where it is I'm going and trust that holistically we're all going to change the fossil structure of humanity together in our own, staying in our own lanes. That's the last piece I thought. Man, I'd be great deep. to share with you. Yeah. That, that's deep stuff right there, Wally. You, you, you hit the nail on the head with that one. Right on, brother. Well, I, you know what, Todd? I, I swear we could go for hours. I hope maybe down the road we can do this again, uh, have another conversation, go even deeper on different pieces of your story because I think it's very fascinating on how you're starting to constantly just paying attention to these little nuanced areas of your mind, your body, et cetera, for your own progress and performance, given that you mm. are at the top of your game. Thank you so much for being here, brother. I, I really appreciate that. Um, if you're still hanging out with us and you haven't drifted off, remember I told you that I'm doing a premium whiskey giveaway every month for the next year to celebrate the podcast and to continue to share my love of the high-performance nature of distillers and how they have standards producing this amazing liquid. Uh, the link, the up viral link will be in the show notes. Make sure you jump in there, follow uh, the prompts so that your submission is included and if you're listening to the show and you like it leave your like subscribe to the podcast you're watching on youtube make sure you hit that subscribe button uh if you have a question for me or even for todd i want to hear from you please let us know you know the, the uh, links to the uh, email that you can find is in the description as well below uh again todd everybody that's been hanging out thank you guys for being here todd thank you brother again i appreciate you uh until next time cheers cheers thanks wiley peace for those listening today, thanks for hanging out with us. If you're digging what you're hearing, don't forget to give that subscribe button a tap and make sure you rate and review the show. Catch you all in the next conversation. Cheers.